We're proud to be sponsored by MyFlex Learning. MyFlex Learning is a scheduling platform that helps middle and high schools meet the individual needs of all students. Schools can easily create and manage time for flex blocks, win time, activity periods, RTI, counselor and teacher appointments, and much more. And with its built-in accountability tool and reporting features, MyFlex Learning solves your challenges around getting kids where they need to be and understanding how flex time is spent. Make your flex time work for you. Visit MyFlexLearning.com B to learn more and receive $500 off the first year. That's MyFlexLearning.com B-E. What I'm really saying here is I think the biggest thing that I'm passionate about is allowing ourselves to show who we are as human beings from any role every day. And if we want to lead beyond our own titles, that's the only way to do it. Because if we stick strictly to the job descriptions, if we stick strictly to the definitions that have been provided for us for student, educator, administrator, then we are not unleashing all of who we are. Dr. Chris Jones here, and welcome to Seeing to Lead, a show designed to help leaders increase their ability to effectively support, engage, and empower their staff through intentional practices so that they create an environment where everyone reaches their greatest level of success. On Seeing to Lead, communication rules the day as we hear voices from both teachers and leaders in an effort to examine perspectives, highlight misunderstandings, and provide steps to ultimately bridge the gap between what teachers need and provide through thoughtful dialogue. This show is about amplifying voices, creating understanding, and providing information to help everyone continually improve. I want to personally thank you for taking the time. Now, let's get to getting better. Hey, everyone. Welcome to part two of my conversation with Neely Bartley. You know, Neely gave us so much to think about and do that we had to break it into two pieces. The first part We had a great conversation about passing the mic. Now, we're going to move to the ideas of getting feedback, not letting our passion die, and most importantly, leading with your heart. This second half is just as full of great ideas as the first. So, get your notebook, and let's listen to Neely sharing some stories and more great advice about how we support, engage, and empower teachers. In other words, helping us become all-around better leaders. One of the things that I want to talk about, if we can shift gears for a second, is the idea of reflection. Reflecting on what we do is so important if we're to improve. It helps us notice where we could get better. It helps us realize where we did well. And obviously, we all want to continue to improve. So for new leaders, uh, especially, who want to spend some reflective time on how they're doing, what kind of questions would you recommend they ask themselves? I mean, not just for administrators specifically, but for anybody who's trying to any, anybody can lead from any position, so yes. and it's, what kind of things do they need to reflect on to make sure that they're doing a better job for the people that they serve? Absolutely. So this is the hardest part, but I know that administrators do it all the time, right? Ask for feedback. So I actually have my students that I'm teaching tell me what I can do better. And that's really hard. And I've even had them rate my class before, and it always cracks me up because I have had a few students who, like, out of a five... They'll give me like a two or three, but when <laughs> when it says, what can I do better? They're like, nothing. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> so, so, <laughs> it's 
so funny. Like sometimes I think that they just get excited to like have a say, right? So I think that that's huge. And I know a lot of colleagues do that. So from, because I see, you know, I immediately go to teachers as, as you do, right? Because they're leading students every single day. And what right. we say and do matters so much that it's critical that we hear from them. And even just in like, I'll even say, did that make sense? How did that go? Like, would you do, you know, have them co-construct lessons with you? Where do you guys want to take this? Ooh, that's a great idea. Everybody listen to this. I love, even though I'm only teaching online right now, like I'll put kids in a breakout room who I know know more about something (laughs) than I do in like letting them help each other, right? So I feel like we have to ask for their feedback in how we're doing. But I also think that we need to ask ourselves whose voices were heard that day? Who did the most talking? Who did the leading? You know, and I'm getting some of this um, inspiration for Khalees Warnham, who did some PD in our district and is working uh, with Natick and is just fabulous. And, you know, if, if we're only talking in the classroom, if an administrator is the only one talking at a staff meeting, um, and I know Beth and Shelley write this a lot too, you know, like could have been, <laughs> could have been written in an email. Uh, and I heard yeah. Khalees say the same thing the other day. And it's, to me, it's the same thing in a classroom, like could have been presented in a video, right? So like, I think that hearing from our students, having them openly and honestly either have conversations with them, Google Forms, whatever they feel most comfortable doing in terms of letting you know what you're doing well, how you could improve, but also asking ourselves, you know, at the end of every day, did they like, are my, are my people empowered here? Am I, am I giving them opportunities for voice and how well do I know them? You know, I think it's the toughest thing. I, I was crying once because I went a whole year without knowing that I had a fourth grader like 10 years ago who could like melt your heart singing and playing the ukulele. And he presented in front of the whole school. And I was crying not only because it was so beautiful, but because I couldn't believe that I didn't know. I couldn't get past that. And that was like a really kind of big moment for me because I think I made an effort to never let something like that happen again. So I think those kinds of questions are important. I also think that in order to really do an effective job leading, we also need to be reflective in are we learning? So if we're still doing the same thing all the time or we're not staying yeah. current or we're not yeah. connected and we're not giving our chance, we're not giving ourselves a chance to be inspired by what's new out there and also connect to people to be able to learn new things and implement them and keep our own personal and professional growth going. I think that's, that's a problem, right? So I, I think that we should be reflecting on how we're growing, but I also think that a way to grow the biggest way to grow is to hear from our people. But the other thing too, in this reflective piece that I think we often miss is let's ask ourselves what we're doing well. What are we, (laughs) what are our kids loving? What are we loving? And how can we just keep doing more of it? Uh, If we, we miss those opportunities to celebrate. And I think that's what sometimes makes us really hard on ourselves. We, We have to bring that to the table and make sure that we're honoring all of the stuff that we're, we're doing. That's good because there's so much of it. Yeah. And, you know, I'm so glad you said that because as you were talking about reflecting, I, I started, uh, I started reflecting on some different things. And when you're talking about, we always want to get better and to, to connect with other people and to find out what's new and try new things almost. So you don't, so you don't keep doing the same thing. So it doesn't get stale. So you can, there's always room to improve. And I'm a huge believer myself in continuous improvement and that success is a process, not a destination. But as you're saying that, I, 
I almost felt bad because it reminded me of a story that happened to me where now that I look back at it, I'm like, am I a passion pusher? <laughs> um, I'm probably about two years ago here at, at this school, I got some feedback and I play around with whether to ask for feedback or advice. And it's part of, it's kind of built in what I do. I do mid-year meetings where I let every teacher, I, I carve out 15 minutes for every teacher to evaluate me. And they come in and I just ask them three simple questions. What am I doing well that I need to keep doing? What am I doing poorly that I need to stop doing? And what's something I can do to make your life easier or better? And it's a, it's a nice way to connect. But some of the feedback I got probably about two years ago was that, you know, some teachers feel a little uncomfortable because you're always talking about how to continuously improve. And so they almost feel like, can I ever be good enough? And I, to be honest, I struggled with that, to be honest with you, because I don't, so maybe I'm missing the boat on that because I don't see that as me saying you're not good enough. And I always try to message the idea that it's not about not being good enough. It's about if we're this good, think about another 2% better, what that would look like. Like we can do this at this level. Think about if we just got a little more, to use your word, passionate about something, how awesome we could be. And so sometimes that gets caught up into being, you know, and I, it, the cameras aren't on, but I'm probably blushing a little bit. How do I not get caught up in being a passion pusher? You know, because because <laughs> I go, I go, I go off on these rants. And I mean, you and I have spoken at conferences before. And then sometimes afterwards, I, you know, I finish talking and I walk away like, man, okay, so I just dumped a lot on them. So I, I just need to myself remember that people kind of come along at their own way or to give them space, to give them that voice. My, what am I saying making sense? Yeah, it's almost like you have to find, it's hard because you also don't want to stifle your passion, right? And, right. you know, I've had, I've experienced that feeling of being asked to lessen it, you know, like <laughs> nearly just pick one, mm -hmm. like it can be overwhelming. But on the other hand, it also makes me who I am, right? And so that came with the whole like, you know, hashtag passion up idea, right? Like instead of <laughs> passioning down, yeah. why can't everybody else <laughs> just passion up? It's kind of like, yeah. you know, I've been told like, just relax, Neely. Like I've been told that a lot too. And it's like, what do you mean relax? Like, why don't you just get more hyper? And it's like, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's so hard because everybody has their different ways of, you know, I've had very quiet colleagues who are some of the most passionate and brilliant educators I have ever met, right? And Absolutely. everybody has their own style and, and way of leadership. So it's really, you know, it would be a disservice to people if we equated passion with loudness, right? And that's why oftentimes when I brought ideas to administrators, I always have someone else go with me <laughs> because one, it doesn't make me look like the only crazy person. And two, it would almost force me to, to not be so loud in my thinking. But I, I think there's a line between passion pushing, right? Where we're constantly pushing our passion on others and um, being passionate. So I think that like you go, Chris, like you yes. rock on, like you want people to feel your passion, but you want to balance that, right? Which you already do. Um, we, we have to balance that and be very mindful of wholehearted listening, right? Mm -hmm. And, and yeah. understanding people and where they are and how uniquely, just like with our students to try to inspire them to get where they can be in a way that works for them, right? Like, I, right, I think that's right. so huge. And so, um, but I get what you mean. Mm. And, but I don't think that, uh, I think that the light that you bring should never dim. Right. And it's, it's funny because the first thing that came to mind when you said, 
you know, pick one Neely, the first thing I think to mind is, but what if I want them all? <laughs> you know? So, so yeah, I, um, but then that's great. I, I just thinking about all the different things we've talked about. I mean, there are definite threads that we can, we can pull through this, but as, as we come more to the end of our conversation, unfortunately, I'd love to talk to you for another hour. Um, I could, I could do it. Yeah. We're, we got it. Let's go. <laughs> I, um, so what I'm hearing is, you know, study your people, hear their voices by passing the mic and ignite people's passion by providing space for their diverse passions and viewpoints. That's what I hear a lot of. What are your thoughts on that? Am I hearing you right? Are the people listening to this podcast hearing you right? Yeah, I think so. I think the thing is, though, too, that we have to remember is that providing space for people to feel comfortable in, in bringing who they are, right? That's another thing that I love to talk about is like, bring who you are and nothing less because like, we deserve it. We deserve to know you, right? And that's a, a pressure that I always kind of put on myself, but it's something that keeps me going. It's not easy, but like, you know, Jay, Billy, and I love to use Dave Burgess's quote. It's not supposed to be easy. It's supposed to be worth it. There you go. Um, but I think that, and I've talked with colleagues about this before, and without even like, you don't have to do these like full blown like staff and student genius hours and, and like think, because I think that sometimes if we think like, oh my gosh, like I have to do this, 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 and this, it kind of turns us away and we get overwhelmed. But I think that providing the space for people to share their stories, to share their strengths, to share their passions is, is, is not enough. Sometimes you, you just have to ask, right? Like without going crazy, like even if you just ask, like just take the time to ask that question, they might not be confident or, or see the value in opening up or even know that it's a possibility if we don't even say something as simple as, what are you good at, right? What are you right. interested in? And if we don't start saying it, and saying it often at a young age, as important as it is to know what we need to improve in too, right? But I think like kids probably and, and teachers hear that, like we know that. Like, <laughs> like I think we're very hard on ourselves, but kids are hearing it too because they're constantly trying to make improvements. Um, if we don't start asking that, by the time kids get to high school, like you know this, like they don't know. Right. Like I have kids now where I'm like, tell me what you're passionate about. They're like, um, I don't know yet. You know, and so I totally agree with what you're hearing as the themes, but I do want to add that just asking your staff, ask your students, open the conversation up and model it, model that culture is, uh, is key. You know, that reminded me of another story, the idea of just asking or sometimes, and along with asking, sometimes you do need, like the person on your tweet, other people to point out to you what you're good at, because a lot of us are hard on ourselves. And um, we do mindful minute in our classrooms, in a lot of our classrooms at the beginning of class. And at the beginning of the year, we did some presentations because, you know, the whole idea of self-care, especially coming into this year, where we had a teacher and an adjustment counselor present to the staff on mindfulness and the importance of taking care of yourself and different strategies to do so. And the adjustment counselor was a little nervous, but the teacher was very nervous because that had come from other people saying, look, you've been leading the way on this. And we all come to you when we want to talk about this or get strategies. And to watch them in front of our staff in our performing arts center, do a mindful minute, just like she normally would, and to watch the change in her body language as she led them through a mindful minute and watched everybody. 
And I mean, every, every staff member participate in the mindful minute instead of, you know, like the one that's looking around or this or that, because they're just not comfortable for whatever reason. But once somebody, I think the trick is to help people identify that because once somebody identifies what they're passionate about and gets a taste for it, the, the man, the gates are open. It's, it just goes wild from there. And they, they see themselves in a different light, which there's nothing more powerful than seeing an improved version of yourself through your own eyes. So. Absolutely. I, I love that. I remember I made a video once I got my hands wet with iMovie or feet wet, not really hands wet, but, um, and it was for like a retirement and I just kind of fooled around with it. And I hadn't really created a lot of videos, that many videos before. I was always passionate about videos, but never for like somebody's retirement party. And somebody said like, you should, you should do that more often. And so I went to town, right? So it is, it's, it's, it's stuff we say and do things that we have no idea the impact we can make with a statement or a question until we say it out loud. Yeah, no, that's, that's absolutely true. Let me just take a second here. I just want to mention some of the people sponsoring this podcast. So we'll be right back after this. Today's podcast is sponsored by Better Leaders, Better Schools, the podcast that inspired me to start this one. Since 2015, the Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast has released hundreds of episodes with millions of downloads. Subscribe and listen each week to great conversations on the topic of school leadership. Okay, and we're back with Neely. And so I've got I've got one more question for you yeah. that I that started floating around in my mind a little a little while ago. So, what are you most passionate about? Hmm, dancing. Really? Okay. <laughs> I love, well, okay. Fair enough. So that's the first so thing there, there's really... got to be a story behind that. <laughs> You're not getting off the hook. I, I should say. I like love, that. well, there is a connection. I okay. love, and dancing has really been therapeutic for me. Um, I also like yoga, but that's torture. Um, still worth it. But it's uh, <laughs> been really therapeutic for me, even in this time. And I do a lot of Zumba. I think that, and it's recently come up in some presentations in a, in a keynote that I was honored to give recently. It's such a, part of humanity you know if you think about like when we hear music when we're like babies and toddlers like what's the natural thing to do right like our bodies want to move and you know like two years ago two school years the beginning of school year a couple of years ago um this crazy idea came to mind like I don't know if you know that song by Usher I think it's called yeah and like the beginning's like "Mm -mm, mm -mm." you know yeah Yeah, I just don't know the names of it but no that's good (laughs) Yeah, there was this crazy video that went viral. It was like 10 seconds of a mom in her in in the kitchen. And the Usher song comes on and she opens the oven to like check on what's in the oven. And every time the oven opens, it's like, "Mm -mm, mm -mm." and then she just starts busting out dancing in her kitchen. And then immediately it goes to like her teenage kids, like completely mortified at the scene. Right. And so like, I get this idea and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, what if we make this big, like kickoff video to the beginning of the school year? And this is back in 2019 and see, this is where that somebody had mentioned something about videos, got me thinking about it a little bit. And I just kind of took off, took off on trying to create them, right? And like, what if we, everybody in the building watched the same video? And it was just like full of dancing, right? And of course, it had a start with Teresa Carney opening the doors to the building <laughs> with the same music, 
right? And then the kids would of know course. about this clip that they've seen that's gone viral. And then the other two, the two assistant principals follow, and then the exec, um, the um, administrative assistant. Administrative. There you go. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> administrative, like I say it all the time, but I was yeah. going to say executive directors, which honestly, they are. Okay, they <laughs> they are. Honest. I mean, they, they like are amazing. So it's they're over there, like completely mortified. And I, I'm envisioning this in my head. And, you know, that passing the mic thing. She listens to me, hands me the mic for this, and is like, yeah, we'll do it. So that, and then I had teachers in the hallway dancing to Footloose. Okay, so I'm a fifth grader on the first day of school watching a video of my teacher dancing the Irish jig. Perhaps I feel a little bit better about entering this huge middle school with like close to a thousand students because, oh my gosh, now I know my teacher's human. Right? right? So it's right. not just about the dancing piece. I say I'm passionate about dancing because I truly am. But what I'm really saying here is I think the biggest thing that I'm passionate about is allowing ourselves to show who we are as human beings from any role every day. And if we want to lead beyond our own titles, that's the only way to do it. Because if we stick strictly to the job descriptions, if we stick strictly to the definitions that have been provided for us for student, educator, administrator, then we are not unleashing all of who we are. And in this world, that is who we need to bring. And that to me is, is how we make an impact. And that is what people want. People want real. They want to see us as humans and that's how we connect, right? And like our district hashtag is relationships matter, right? There is nothing more important than, than relationship building. So I say dancing, but but the, but the deeper meaning is, is more than that. That is a perfect place to leave this. I, I, um, I mean, really, you've, you've given so much information to think about. Um, anybody that hears this, would struggle to not walk away with two or three things that they could take right back to their school and start working on and and trying to do. So I I thank you so much for all this. I this is this is more than I could have even hoped for having this conversation with you. We always have good conversations, but this really over the top and helping leaders um, support and engage and empower their students. So really, thank you for for being on the podcast. Oh, I wish people could see my face right now. Can you imagine? I'm like, oh, like that is just like. That is um, so incredibly sweet. And I can't thank you enough because this is a perfect example of like we talk about like giving people a voice, right? Like Chris, that's what you're all about. And I can't thank you enough for giving me the opportunity to share my own voice today. I am just completely honored and I enjoyed every minute of our conversation. And I just have one more question for you, Neely, before we leave. You've done so much and you've got so much going on. How can I promote you and your work? Is there any is there any way that people can get in touch with you if they want to learn more or read more or anything like that? Yeah, absolutely. And again, like I'm I'm honored. Thank you for asking. So easiest way to get in touch, and I would love to connect with any of you out there <laughs> that are listening. My Twitter handle is nbartley6. And um, you can feel free to direct message me. I would love to hear from you and connect. And also there's a link to my blog on my Twitter page as well. And then if you're interested in learning more about the book, you can always go to dayburgessconsulting.com and click on books and learn more about it there. And I'm just going to tell everybody that they most definitely are more interested in learning about the book and checking out the book. And you do reach back out to people. So that's excellent. And I'll link all of that up in the show notes. So it'll be nice and easy that people can just click and get to. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I'd love to hear from you. And listen, you all have a story, right? So I think I wrote this in the book too. Like I will always read anything you have to share. You can count on me as, as a reader for you. 
Awesome. Thank you, Neely. Thank you. Well, that's a wrap, but not the end. Next step, be sure to take action on something you heard here today. Thanks for listening to the Scene to Lead podcast. If you'd like to connect for any reason, email me at drchrissj at gmail.com or catch me on Twitter at Jones. If you've gotten any value from the Scene to Lead podcast, you can help me and other leaders create a world-class environment through a teacher-centric approach by subscribing to the show, leaving an honest rating and review, and sharing this episode on social media with your most valuable takeaway. Learn more at drcsjones.blog. Continue to improve and go have a successful week. There are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But when do they actually do all those things? You need flexible time. When added into your master schedule, flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention, meet with teachers, make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment offerings. If you're thinking of giving it a try, check out MyFlex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flex time without the common challenges. Its intuitive design and SIS integration makes implementation and training a breeze. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com B to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com B-E.